Hello and welcome to another episode of The Philosophy Guy. So today's episode, I'm adding a clarifier. This is going to be audio from my YouTube video that I did on Jordan Peterson, Defending Jordan Peterson, which will feature Rationality Rules and Cosmic Skeptic, who are popular YouTube channels, so I include audio from them. Um, And the reason I want to put this clarifier in is because in case, you know, any kind of newer listeners they know... I know Jordan Peterson is a dividing and divisive figure. I don't think he deserves a lot of the hate that he gets, basically at all. However, I'm not like a a Jordan Peterson follower per se. I just think some of the stuff he says is interesting. And the main motivation is, is one, for this show, that's kind of the purpose. Is I, I, I pick out these figures that society kind of starts following a lot of their ideas. And even if I disagree with some of their stuff, I try to pull the stuff that is interesting and maybe makes you reconsider a position that you have in life. And the reason I wanted to do Jordan Peterson is because for the longest time I didn't listen to him or listen to his older lectures or even current lectures. I like some of his older stuff better. But I know that basically his main motivators are Carl Jung and uh, Friedrich Nietzsche, and who are basically two of my favorites. So I'm, I'm bound to like some of the stuff that he has to say. And I, and I will say, you know, to kind of give you a clarifier is some of the stuff I disagree with him on, and maybe I'll do an episode on where I disagree and where I think he gets something wrong is on this idea of postmodernism and his big concern with postmodernism um, and, and the neo-Marxist taking over society. And we can also have criticisms of Marxism, but do I think they're taking over society and society is about to fall and collapse? Like, a lot of people in the intellectual dark web think no i don't i, I kind of think they're they're creating a lot of imaginary enemies that don't exactly exist now it doesn't mean there's not a problem there but i don't want to get off too off topic so my point is is i'm not like a i want to put this clarifier in because a lot of times when people cover jordan Pearson content I've gotten a lot of hate even on the YouTube video that I made that they think I'm just like this Jordan Peterson worshiper. So I need I felt the need to put this clarifier in so that you know that that's not what I am. And that's that's not what the show is. And I never will be that where I just worship someone because I don't know what's going on. And typically when you start worshiping someone, it means that you're putting more faith in them to figure things out for you than trying to explore and figure out what you think for yourself. So, Yeah. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode. As always, check out the Patreon page, the bonus episode feed. I should be dropping another bonus episode this week, which I guess it is later in the week, so hopefully tomorrow. Um, that's a good way to support the show. Also, leave a review on iTunes. That's super helpful. But you could also just reach out, let me know what you think of the show. That's really helps keep me motivated and keep me grinding away at this thing. And I've seen some nice growth over the last couple of months, and I hope to continue that. But as always, thank you for listening. And let's enter the labyrinth. Okay, so today's episode of The Philosophy Guy is going to address some common claims against Jordan Peterson. Um, Now, I'll add a clarifier. I'm not focusing on his political positions and cultural commentary. I'm looking to understand his psychology and the criticisms he gets in that department. So I'm basing this video on common criticisms I've heard around his positions of God, religion, and his use of language. I use arguments I've commonly heard from people I've talked to about Jordan, 
but I'm, I'm using clips from Rationality Rules and Genetically Modified Skeptic. I will say I'm a fan of both their channels, but I think they sometimes miss the mark on their critiques of Jordan. I think they need to remember philosophy is, is one area of thought, one way of thinking about the world. We need to bring in the ideas around psychology to more thoroughly understand where Jordan is coming from. I try my best to properly present their arguments while also trying to keep it concise for YouTube for the algorithm. <laughs> so I'll be addressing how I think they misunderstand Jordan's positions of God and religion. As always, I'm open to discussion on where I missed the mark in the comments below. So first, let's consider common criticisms of Jordan Peterson presented by Rationality Rules. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Jordan is no doubt a very intelligent and insightful man, but when it comes to philosophy and religion, he's abysmal. Okay, now let's allow Jordan to get his idea of God out of the way. The, the God idea, here, here's another way of thinking about it that's quite cool. I learned this from Jung, and you, you can take it for what it's worth. Um, the highest ideal that a person holds, consciously or unconsciously, that's their God. Mm. It functions in precisely that manner. And people might say, well, I don't believe in God. It's like, well, it depends on what you mean. Right. Like, and I'm not, being, I'm not being foolish about that. It's like we're very complicated creatures and we're run by all sorts of very strange things down there in the unconscious, you know. And so to hopefully help explain this clip uh, before we allow Rationality Rules to kind of flesh out his criticism of J.P. Moore, from my understanding, God for Jordan appears to be essentially these groupings of collective consciousness. That isn't to say it's some kind of woo-woo concept. It's saying that God is this kind of placeholder of value in some sense, a placeholder of value for individuals and groups. Jordan has taken the better angels of our nature and labeled them God. He's done what apologists have always done. He's called that which is good, God. To quote Matt Johnson, Peterson's definition encompasses everything from our most fundamental moral axioms to the psychological forces that compel us to assume greater responsibility for ourselves and our fellow human beings. In other words, his idea of God is too vague and expansive to be useful. He might as well just add an O to the word. So I think it's important to make a distinction here about truth and wisdom to address why Jordan Peterson isn't saying that which is good is God necessarily. People who criticize Jordan Peterson often fall in rationality rules category of addressing the God question through the lens of truth, as in, does God exist as a fact in reality? But I think Jordan Peterson is defining God through the lens of how we understand wisdom, which I think there's a distinction there that needs to be made for this video. So it's not about, does God exist? It's about asking, how do we act with our individual understanding of God. It's the knowledge, the experience, the understanding and insights that have been, been handed down throughout history. The wisdom of history that affects our understanding of God, the, the concept of God, which then affects how we act and how we comprehend God itself. So truth is more external. This is the kind of way to imagine this, where wisdom is this kind of internal pursuit of understanding. So one is dealing with facts about reality while the other is dealing with knowledge about yourself, or maybe you could say the reality about yourself. So I think this distinction is important for the next clips I want to try and kind of clarify and address. So let's connect God and religion by using this next clip. Everything you act out is, is predicated on your implicit axioms. And the system of implicit axioms that you hold as primary is your religious belief system. It doesn't matter whether you're an atheist or not. That's just surface 
that's just surface noise. So there's the claim. Jordan asserts that your implicit axioms or assumptions are your religious beliefs. And so he's implicitly asserting that since everyone has implicit axioms, therefore everyone has religious beliefs. It doesn't matter whether you're an atheist or not. Or in other words, Jordan asserts that everyone is religious. So this is where I'm going to actually disagree with Jordan Peterson's word choice here. And maybe I'm, I'm wrong to kind of do this, but I think this, this helped me kind of better understand this. So instead of claiming everyone is religious, I want to claim everyone is spiritual. So when he brings up your implicit axioms, he's really saying that whatever we take to be true, established, or accepted is your religion. But I'd like to extend this into your spirituality, which translates into your your higher calling, your sense of purpose, in, in, you know that feeling inside of of doing something you love, which can be based on what you perceive to be true and established. So I think this explanation makes what Jordan is saying less controversial because we all tend to agree we operate with a, cons- a code of perceived truth about reality, like what we can possibly know. So I'm saying we all tend to agree there's a lot of mystery left out there. We all are are placing bets on what is true. That's your religion, or for what I like to use is that's your spirituality. So from that, groups of people end up agreeing on truth, value, and even wisdom. That's what they're kind of agreeing on in some sense. People group as individuals around these kind of shared understandings, they form a religion, in a sense, a, spirit, a shared spirituality, in a sense, where they decided to share certain thresholds of value. So within that group, a sort of hierarchy is formed. Those that are better able to express the truth or principles that act in accordance with their agreed-upon reality, reality being their God, in some sense, those people rise in those groups. So I helped myself understand this by viewing this through multiple lenses in society where we have various gurus and leaders of groups. I see this idea of shared values, beliefs, truth, and wisdom in religion, of course, as well. But I see it in politics, science, and even on a basic level, friend groups in schools, like growing up in schools, you had these little Clicks basically formed around these perceived shared values. So you basically have these various groupings of consciousness that people then form around. They start sharing a sort of collective consciousness in particular values, ideals, concepts of reality, wisdom, and truth. So in a sense, people share in how they experience God their God, their their sort of internal God. But let me wrap this up by using a criticism on Jordan Peterson's form of expressing his understandings brought to you by Rationality Rules and Genetically Modified Skeptic. These, these Christians who are holding him up as a strong intellectual for their purpose, and he doesn't believe what they believe. And I found it very peculiar when I, when I show them the clips, when I, when I make it very clear Jordan doesn't believe what you believe. And even then they say, I'm not understanding Jordan. Mm -hmm. And I I just find that when it comes to Jordan Peterson, Christians are doing to Jordan Peterson what Jordan Peterson does to the Bible. And that is that they can interpret anything he says in any way whatsoever. And it becomes like playing chess with a pigeon. 
because there's, we can't play the game. It's just they're knocking it over. And the sad thing is, is they're still trying to claim jurisdiction over our experience. This is why I have a huge problem with Jordan Peterson is I think mm. that a lot, a huge portion of his communication, not all, but mm. a huge portion leads to this ridiculous, just absurd chess match. Yeah, he, I, I would agree with that. He's an excellent communicator in that he is great at telling stories and drawing people in, obviously. I mm. don't think that's up for debate in the least. As far as being able to communicate a message where people are understanding what he would describe as his intended message, I think he's a piss poor communicator. I think so as well. So I feel the need to address this point because I have a problem with religious people misunderstanding Jordan Peterson. Uh, which Rationality Rules addressed earlier in the clip I just showed, but I want to address Genetically Modified's point of thinking Jordan Peterson is kind of a piss-poor communicator. Maybe he is. That's, you know, if, if a lot of people are saying that and a lot of people are misunderstanding him, maybe there's definitely something to say about his word choices and ways of understanding and, and need to kind of kind of go in these long monologues to explain what he's saying. He's not able to say stuff as concise as many would like. So... That's fair. <laughs> but I think we should point out that just because rationality rules, genetically modified skeptic, and religious people, especially Christians, fail to understand what Jordan Peterson is saying, at least in my opinion, this shouldn't dismiss the importance of what he's saying or the wisdom slash truth that it might hold. So from this, Jordan Peterson often gets flagged for being deliberately vague. Is he? Also, maybe. <laughs> so I think I think the point is he actually has a profound belief that within the human condition, we are not able to understand what's what's going on fully. We can't comprehend all the influence that makes up us, makes up our human psychology, the human mind, that creative thinking brain. With that foundation in mind, Jordan Peterson tries to make sense of what is going on, which leads to his fascination with meaning, making devices such as religion, stories, and just general spirituality. So I think the problem many face is they, they fail to accept the humbling reality that we all face. There's many things we just, we just don't know and, and never will know. There's many influences from history that shape who we are today that are passed down from generation to generation that we want to discount as, oh, we've proved that wrong. People don't believe that stuff anymore. But there's like those little, those little slivers of stuff left over, I think. So Jordan is fascinated with the importance of spirituality and religion because he understands through human psychology that we are pattern-seeking creatures, which makes us meaning-seeking creatures. So how have we done this throughout history? Well, maybe we have to acknowledge it's not about if our religion is true or not in the kind of scientific objective sense, but it's about what wisdom are we still borrowing from religion and ancient spirituality. And is there value in that? That's the other question to have. And once we recognize that thing, become aware of that, we can better be better equipped to determine if we want to continue following that wisdom from that grouping or that religion or that scientific understanding, whatever it is. I think Christians, rationality rules, and genetically modified skeptic need to remember that Jordan Peterson built his view of God from spending his life studying psychology and that he is aware of the creation machine that is humans and our comprehension of truth isn't as reliable as we might wish it was. That's why I see Jordan Peterson's concept of God not built on the pursuit of truth, but 
it's built on the pursuit of collective wisdom. And I think there's a lot of value in that. But I hope you kind of enjoy these kind of clarifying points and me featuring Rationality Rules and Genetically Modified Skeptics clip. I would love if you shared it with them. I'd love for them to see it. But hit that subscribe button below. And as always, peace.